It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to, and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Hub podcast, brought to you by SaaS marketing agency, Advanced B2B. It's your host here, Edward Ford, and we have a very special episode for you today as we're joined by two superstars of SaaS, Marie Prokopetz and Hiten Shah, co-founders of DraftSend and Product Habits, as we hear their views on how to build, launch, and market new products in SaaS. Marie has a background in strategy consulting, and after moving from New York City to California's Napa Valley to work in the wine industry, she soon found her way into the West Coast's tech scene, which is where she met Hiten. And together, they have founded Product Habits, DraftSend, and have plans to launch more companies in the future. Hiten has founded multiple SaaS businesses, including Kissmetrics, Crazy Egg, and Quicksprout. And he's invested in or advised companies, including Drift, Buffer, Clearbit, and LinkedIn, among many more. You may also know Hiten as one of the people responsible for coining the term growth hacking with Sean Ellis and Patrick Vlaskovitz over a mint julep and two beers in a Southern California bar way back in 2010. In this episode, we hear the story of how Marie and Hiten came to work together and we explore what it takes to build, launch and market new SaaS products, including the strategy for DraftSend and how that pivoted to target a different cohort of users, the marketing strategy when launching DraftSend, including some of the key lessons Hiten applied from his earlier SaaS ventures, the importance of customer centricity and how you can get closer to your customers and gather feedback from them, how SaaS companies can leverage Product Hunt when launching new products, Hiten and Marie's plans for developing the product and marketing as DraftSend looks to scale up. We also hear from Marie how you can overcome your fears of public speaking so that you can crush it the next time you're on stage. And Hiten and Marie lift the lid on where they go to read and stay up to date on all the latest things in SaaS. Also, stay tuned to the end of the episode where Marie and Hiten both take on our Fast Five Challenge as they share their best piece of advice for fellow SaaS growth leaders, among much more. So here is episode 18 of the Growth Hub podcast with SaaS superstars Marie Prokopetz and Hiten Shah, co-founders of DraftSend and Product Habits. So welcome to the Growth Hub podcast, everyone. And today is a very special episode for two reasons. So firstly, this is a first ever episode with two guests and secondly we are joined by two amazing people from the world of SaaS, Hiten Shah and Marie Prokopetz of Product Habits and DraftSend among many others so welcome to the show thank you both so much for joining us thanks for having us yeah happy to be here yeah super excited to have you on the show now Marie if I could start off with you you have quite an interesting background that took you from strategy consulting to the wine and beverage industry and from hipster Brooklyn to the rugged Napa countryside. So tell us about your background and how you found your way into SaaS and building software products. Yeah, um, you've done your research. Um, it was actually a bit of a surprise for me. Um, like you mentioned, I've got a really varied background. Um, I actually have a master's in English literature, uh, which I guess I kind of use, but not quite uh, the way I originally intended. And then after that, I did some time in journalism and then was a strategy and M&A consultant and it's funny, I actually touched a ton of industries, but never tech at that time. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, I was in the beverage alcohol space, making new products. 
And at that time, um, it was about two years ago, I was just really fed up with corporate life. Um, and I just really wanted to be creative. And honestly, I actually wanted to be a writer. Um, I wanted to get out of business. So I quit my job. Uh, I started doing some consulting with startups because I live in San Francisco. And, you know, I have a lot of friends here who set me up with some startups. And I did that while I got the courage to jump into writing full time. Um, but I actually started to learn a lot about startups, got really interested in that and software. And then I met Heaton and it was kind of game over. And now here I am. Yeah. And Hitten, of course, moving to you, you're one of the big names in SaaS, having founded Kissmetrics, Crazy Egg, and Quick Sprout. But tell us, how did you and Marit end up meeting and actually start working together? Yeah, as she was saying, she was doing some consulting for a bunch of startups and other businesses. And I was actually advising uh, a friend of mine and had a desk at his office. And she was also uh, spending time at the company and working with them. And so we just started to sort of get to know each other. And a few times we started actually giving advice uh, to different companies together. And we realized that we enjoyed doing that together. And um, we actually started first doing a little bit of consulting together. And after that, we decided that actually Marie convinced me that we Mm -hmm. should build some more software. (laughs) It took a while. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to build any software for a little bit. So that's how we met. Yeah, and actually one of the most recent ventures and, and software products that you built is DraftSend, which was released about half a year ago now, I think, and, and we at Advanced B2B are big fans of. So tell us the story of how DraftSend came to be. Yeah, um, we were actually doing, uh, built another product before that that was for pitch decks, and it helped people with fundraising and helped them sort of share their pitch deck, get feedback on it. And as we were in that space and digging in, we actually learned that there could be a bigger opportunity to, for that product or that like sort of uh, model of uh, getting feedback on decks and sharing them to work outside of just uh, fundraising. And, you know, there are some products in the market that sort of do something similar. There's also a big, big sort of company called SlideShare that LinkedIn purchased that also has a whole play around uh, 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 I guess, presentations and sharing them publicly. So we, we looked at the space and we realized that we could do something uh, unique, especially as we started doing research, we learned a lot more about um, what we could do that was really unique with DraftSend. Yeah, and Marie, you've obviously been building a lot of products recently. And let's talk a bit about DraftSend and, and the product strategy. So what were the key priorities for you when you started out and how did you go about building DraftSend? Yeah, so like Keaton mentioned, we were really uh, excited to build something that was unique. So um, we looked for something novel, but at the same time that could actually provide a ton of meaningful value to the market. And there was this aha moment we had while we were researching the document sharing space where we realized people could actually get a ton of value from recording audio on top of their documents and sharing them. Because as you know, documents are kind of boring in a way, right? They've been the same for so long, uh, ever since like PowerPoint came to be. They've just been, uh, you know, pictures and words, but nothing that really comes to life. And so that was our aha moment. And then we did like really a ton of product work to get that experience right. Um, maybe the excruciating levels <laughs> while we were building it. Um, we went through a lot of research and a lot of iterations on what the products looked like. Um, you should have seen the first version. It was really quite hideous. <laughs> um, but we got there. And we really wanted it to you know, work 
really simply and, and be really easy for people to use. Yeah. Who did you actually originally build the product for? And has that changed or have you, you altered your focus in terms of who you're building this for? Uh, so we originally built it for a really wide audience, but we knew that sales was um, just an important segment within the document sharing space. But we kind of pushed against that and didn't want to focus on sales originally. Um, and now I, I think our focus is more around marketing, um, I would say. Yeah. And actually, let, let's talk a bit about marketing in more detail. So Hitten, I, I could ask you, how did you actually approach marketing when you were launching DraftSend? Yeah, at the time when we were launching it, there was a feature by Product Hunt uh, that came out called Upcoming. And it was a feature that let you get early access to sort of early users and uh, put, put your product out and let them start trying it. Uh, so I took sort of one of the key lessons like I've learned in SaaS, which is you should build an audience early and get people using your product as soon as possible so you could learn as much as you can. So we actually... Um, were one of the first users of the upcoming feature. Now it's called Ship, and upcoming is actually a feature of Ship. Uh, it's called Product Hunt Ship. And um, so what we did is we we got I think it was I think about eighteen hundred eighteen hundred right yeah like eighteen hundred uh, people who signed up for our upcoming, and we started doing a bunch of interviews, emailing them, and really learning more about what their needs are around sort of the space. So. For us, we really believe in doing the marketing super early mm -hmm. uh, before even the product's fully baked. Yeah, and what are the most important things to focus on from a marketing perspective in the really early stages of building a SaaS company? You're looking for the deepest feedback you can get. You're looking for um, people who will give you that feedback and getting that feedback from people. So getting people to use your product really early is super important, even before you might have publicly launched it. And uh, product hunt sort of product uh, helps helps you do that because th their whole audience there will sort of sign up uh, or some of them will sign up for your sort of early access product and uh, it's just super useful to do that compared to what we used to have to do so what we used to have to do put up a landing page collect email addresses and get people to sign up that way and that, that was useful I mean I've gotten tens of thousands of signups that way for some of my products uh, before kind of the last couple of years, but now with this sort of whole community of product people who are really excited and eager to give feedback, uh, I think that that makes it easier. But high level, like the biggest key there is feedback, not like looking to acquire customers, get them to pay, but feedback about the product, feedback about what they would do with it, um, looking at how they use it, as well as, you know, if you have a paid plan, seeing if people, enough people will pay too. But early on, before you're even like fully baked on the product is what I recommend. Yeah, how do you actually go about gathering that feedback? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of different ways. For us, sometimes it's through Twitter. Uh, and we'll ask people if they are willing to either fill out a survey or to talk to us. Other times it's through really robust surveys. Um, and obviously that are unbiased so that we're asking about things that lead us to the problem, not kind of leading people to what we think it should be. Um, we also do a ton of interviews uh, and those come out of the people who do the surveys. So when you ask people to fill out a survey, it's always worth it to say, are you willing to talk to us and how? And you give them all the different options and then you can see right away that there are 10 or 20 or 50 people who are you know, really excited to talk to you and you can filter them based on you know, what their problems are and what they said. 
So there's, there's a, there are plenty of ways to get feedback. Um, you can, you just have to get creative and also be open. Yeah. And that's actually how we connected initially. Cause we had used draft send in one of our blog posts or a couple of our blog posts. And then we had a, had a quick feedback call with you guys before uh, Christmas. So a couple of months ago, and actually one, one other thing I, I could ask about in terms of the marketing side is that you had got a lot of big names, particularly in the world of SaaS and marketing and technology to, to use draft send and create presentations and share them. So how did you go about that and getting some big names on board to, to actually use and share the product? We actually uh, thought of it pretty simply. There, there are folks that are out there that we wanted to hear what they have to say about a certain topic or wanted to see their presentation online recorded and it really wasn't in that same form. So we reached out to a few folks who either knew them or uh, directly to them if we knew them and uh, got a couple dozen people to record presentations for our launch. Uh, that helped a ton with sort of the activity during our product hunt launch uh, on Twitter and other places and helped us launch. And I think we were number one or number yeah, two? Number, number one. Number one of the day, number, number two of the week. Yeah, we were number one yeah. product of the day, number two of the week. Um, you know, there's a lot of names for that strategy, but- Influencer you know, marketing. Yeah, influencer <laughs> marketing or whatever. Yeah, um, we, we don't, we don't really give it a name because we didn't think of it like that. We just mm -hmm. wanted to hear, we wanted to make sure we had really good examples from the start and we had an examples page and we wanted to make sure that people could understand what people, what they could do with the product. And this was our way of showing that off. So I know it might've looked differently from the outside. Like we were very uh, deliberate about it. We were just a lot more, I would say casual and also very specific to having great content so people get, get inspired. Yeah, well, it looked very well planned and worked extremely well since that's when we first stumbled upon DraftSend. But let's come back to Product Hunt since that played such a key role in your launch. So just how important is the Product Hunt platform when launching a new SaaS business or a new SaaS product? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but there's probably thousands of products that are submitted every month. And um, it's a very big community now. So I would recommend engaging that community early and often um, <clears throat> for any kind of product, not just the SaaS product, because it is the place where product people hang out. You'll get a lot of feedback from it. If your expectations are high to get customers or anything like that, I wouldn't say that that's the best place unless you're targeting the type of people that hang out there, but it is a great place to launch a product. I would say that today, um, it's better than most, most PR and press that you can get, like even Wall Street Journal and many of those other sort of publications that you'd spend a lot of money on for PR, uh, product hunt tends to be a lot better, uh, especially if you can have, uh, you know, be a little more thoughtful about it as if it were like PR. Yeah. And you can also position your posting as if it's feedback itself, instead of positioning it as like, hey, check out my product, it's amazing, right? And then people are more excited to engage with you, especially if you're there answering their questions. That's one of the reasons that the drafts and um, listing did so well, is because we, I think we had like 100 comments or 200 comments, and we were just go, you know, both of us were like attacking everyone and, and also taking down all the feedback that we got, which was gold. Yeah, exactly. and. Uh... Hitem, one, one thing I could ask you now, what were some of the big learnings that you took from building your other companies, whether that's Kissmetrics, Crazy Egg, or Quicksprout, that you applied here to DraftSend? Um, 
I think one of the biggest lessons was really focusing on what's the need in the market and at the same time creating something that causes people to pay attention. And I think those, those, those things are more important than ever now. When we built Kissmetrics and Crazy Egg back in the day, there were just less SaaS products out there and less people looking at the same problem that you might be looking at in your business. And so with DraftSend, what we realized is that the space we were in is relatively crowded. There aren't really any big major winners except a couple. And so we wanted to really see what putting out something unique uh, by adding voice to a PDF and letting people share it, what that would do. Uh, we consider DraftSend a pretty big experiment in that way, just because um, the market for this sort of seemingly small idea is unknown. Yeah. And if we think about the next stage of DraftSend and in particular from a marketing perspective, how are you planning to grow and scale up the business? Yeah. As of right now, you know, as sort of product first uh, people and, and also thinking the business that we run that way, we, we know that not enough people are uploading, creating uh, and sharing on, on the product, on the platform. And so our whole focus is around making sure that we make it easier and easier for people to do that and finding the right sort of segments of people that are going to do that. I mean, this is one of the reasons we were eager to talk to you because uh, you run an agency, you put out a, a, a great a post with multiple embeds uh, from DraftSend in it and they were all short videos, um, <clears throat> short embeds. Uh, and we think that format's super fascinating and a lot of other folks have started picking up on it. And so our job is to spread the word and also make sure that people understand how easy it can be to do that. And also on our end, obviously make it easier and easier. So there's a bunch of those things that we're working on all focused though around a key metric, which is getting people to create and share. Would you say that that's your guiding metric or North star metric, or is it a little more complicated than that? Um, I'd, I'd say that getting a higher and higher percentage of, of people to do that is definitely our most important mm -hmm. metric. I don't think we, we consider the North Star concept as much as other folks might. We just look at what's the most important thing that's preventing us from growing the business, and that's it right now. Yeah, love it. Good to get your view on that. Since I know Sean Ellis and Brian Balfour have recently been sharing their thoughts on this topic in a relatively public debate, but let's switch things up. And Marie, I'd love to ask you about public speaking, which is becoming part and parcel of being a company founder or leader particularly in tech and SaaS, so many of our listeners can relate to this, but you actually wrote a very open and honest piece on Instagram about the fear you had of public speaking, which you said was overwhelming and crippling at times. And I know this is something so many people suffer from. So could you tell us and share with us how you overcame this and ultimately ended up on stage at SaaS Fest in Boston only a few months ago? Yeah, I'm happy to share. Um, so our good friend Patrick, who runs Price Intelligently and also SaaSfest and ProfitWell, he um, through, I don't know how he like did it in some way that I just said, yeah, like over text, you know, he texted me and he and was like, hey, you guys should come to SaaSfest and talk. And it seemed so informal. I said yes right away. <laughs> and then for, I think a month, <laughs> I was freaking out every time I would think of it. I was just like so nervous imagining all the worst case scenarios. Like, you know, me getting on stage and falling or like I get up there and I can't talk, um, just totally freezing. I mean, everything was going through my head, right? And I had spoken before. It's not like I'd never spoken, but always at a company and like I knew everybody. It was just a different context. And so I had to just decide, first of all, like, 
I can't, I can't like live like this, <laughs> freaking out for no reason. And I have to go do this. I can't say no to the conference. And I can't get up there and rely on Heaton to talk at the same time. Like that's not, that's not right either. Um, and I, I did know that I'd be doing more speaking in the future. So I just essentially set an intention. I was like, I'm going to get over this fear of public speaking. And then I took a bunch of steps to do that. First, I talked to friends um, and asked for advice. Some of the advice was like crap. <laughs> um, so I took the best and left the rest. One person told me to, um, I really like this person, but it's not my method. They said, just yell on stage um, to kind of like disperse your nervous energy. That, that wasn't right for me. Um, but it was interesting to see how other people did it. And I'm also very into mindfulness and meditation. So there were all these exercises I did to kind of like really understand the fear itself. Um, so I did a square. Uh, you probably haven't heard of that. It's actually this thing that really, um, it's an exercise that lets you get beneath like why you want to do something. So why you're pulled to do something, but also why you're afraid of it. Um, and the whole goal is to really move beyond those fears and desires. So I, I did that. Um, and it really helped kind of me realize like why I was so afraid. Um, and then I also just practiced a ton, um, which helped me feel comfortable. And then by the time we got up on stage, I was like, good to go. I was actually nervous, uh, not being nervous. It's like, what's wrong? Why am I like, why am I not nervous at all? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, actually I think we're, we're going to have Patrick on the show very soon. So, uh, looking forward to chatting, chatting with him, but I know a lot of people will relate to this and, this is going to be such valuable advice for many, you know, including myself, since I had similar feelings before launching this podcast. But, you know, you learn to overcome these fears. It quickly becomes fun. And, you know, there's nothing like the rush of giving a talk. So really appreciate you opening up on this. And uh, Maria, uh, one sort of final thing we could ask from yourself. So, so what can we expect from DraftSend this year? And, and what have you guys got in the pipeline? Yeah, so just like any um, product you're developing, the key thing is to do the right things at the right time. Um, so like Keaton mentioned, our biggest hurdle is really getting people to upload and share presentations without like prompting on our end, just doing it naturally on their own. So we're planning some experiments um, that help us understand, you know, how can people upload more of their presentations? How can they share them more often? Um, we also have some new onboarding experiments to run uh, and also a few features that we think are going to help with that hurdle. Okay, exciting. So we're going to look forward to seeing those. And Hiten, as, as a wrap up from yourself, so what's this year got in store for you? Um, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious what he's going to say. <laughs> we're opening up Pandora's box here. Totally. Uh, we're, we're building a bunch of products. And I think this year is going to be about refining and focusing mm -hmm. on sort of um, spending time in the places that make sense for us to sort of grow our business, which is a multi-product business today. And so we have a few of them that exist and we have a couple more that we're going to be building mm -hmm. and ones I joke about too, that mm -hmm. don't exist yet and make Marie super nervous. Um, <laughs> that's, that's for the next time we come on. And tell you about the <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we have some product launches coming up and we also have uh, some products we'll probably end up killing. So I think that this year is going to be a lot of like bit of both. Excellent. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing what, uh, what you release and uh, what, you, what you actually work on. Um, okay, but I think we could move to the closing questions and, and actually our fast five challenge. So all I will do is ask you five questions and you just need to answer as quickly as possible. So we could do so that 
Marie, if you answer first and then Hidden, if you uh, answer second. So are you guys ready? We're yes. ready. All right. So the first one is, what's the one book that you would recommend others to read? Uh, I'd recommend The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it's not a business book. I can just say that. So if okay. you like creativity, check it out. Cool. And who said? Uh, I'd recommend The War of Art. Uh, it helps you actually break through creative blocks. <laughs> so a very relatable book there. Huh. Okay, great. Then the second question, a SaaS company that you love and why? Usertesting.com um, because it's like the simplest, fastest way to get feedback. Um, yeah, and just get out of your own biases like within an hour. Yeah, and I like uh, our friend Patrick's product, ProfitWell. Uh, the main reason is it's a free product at the core that allows you to understand your subscription business and the revenue and uh, sort of your subscription metrics. But then they have a paid side where they will make you more money and take a percentage of that money. And I think that's really a cool business model, but also something that all SaaS businesses need around sort of recurring payments and uh, recovering uh, certain sort of payments and stuff. All right. Love it. And like I said, excited to dig into the world of profit well with Patrick soon on the growth of podcast. Um, Third question, your favorite place to read about SaaS and growth online? I feel like a nerd because I don't read anything other than product habits. <laughs> which is um, and our weekly newsletter as well as the emails. But yeah, I actually, I haven't, I haven't found anything other than that that I've really gravitated to. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of content out there. And I think in our case, we like to read our own content sometimes <laughs> too much. Because uh, what we're doing is we're, we're running experiments and writing about them and sharing them with the audience. So we spent more time, uh, I think, on our own content these days than reading a lot of stuff out there. And I, I think today we're in a world where I couldn't point you to one place for anything anymore. Okay, love it. So if you haven't subscribed to the Product Habits newsletter, then now's your chance to, to go and do that immediately after you've listened to this episode. Um, fourth question, your most important growth metric. I'm going to go with profit. Um, I would say that back when I was in the alcohol industry or now profit. <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm going to go with uh, whatever your metric is for customer satisfaction mm. and watching that and increasing it. Great. And the final question, what would be your best piece of advice for fellow SaaS growth leaders? Yeah. Um, mine's a little cheesy. Let's see. It's to always be unbiased, but at the same time to follow your heart. And Hitten? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I think on that one, it's like, keep your eye on the ball, so to speak. Mm. So it's super important to know what to work on right now and spend the time to have the discussions, look at the data and make really smart decisions around that. Otherwise, uh, you can get lost really easily in, in everything that's going on. Excellent. Well, Marie and Hitten, thank you so much for joining us on the Growth Hub podcast. It's been Absolutely wonderful and a true pleasure having you on the show. Thank yeah, you for thank having you. us. It's been fun. That was Marie Prokopetz and Hiten Shah sharing their insight, wisdom and advice to help you build, launch and market SaaS products. We truly hope this helps you grow your business. And if you enjoyed this episode, then make sure you give Marie and Hiten a shout out on Twitter. You can follow them at Marie Prokopetz and at HN Shah. Also, if you're enjoying the Growth Hub podcast, then please subscribe, leave us a review, and we truly appreciate any feedback you have 
and you're always welcome to get in touch with me on Twitter at Nordic Edward, LinkedIn, or reach out to me at edward at advanceb2b.fi. Also, if you're looking for help scaling up your SaaS company's growth and would be interested in working with us, then do check out advanceb2b.com for more details. So thank you for listening to the Growth Hub podcast brought to you by SaaS marketing agency Advanced B2B. This is your host, Edward Ford, signing off and make sure you check out the Growth Hub for more content and resources on everything B2B SaaS growth. It's our job to tell better stories. And always remember, it's the risk takers that are rewarded. People are sick and tired of being marketed to and they're sick and tired of being sold. The single biggest story today in sales and marketing is how our customers are buying different